Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar. Podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? It's time, baby. Preseason prediction time. Going to look at college football. And the major conferences. What do I expect when it comes to the college football playoff? Your major bowl games? All of it. I also have my Heisman Trophy prediction. And the five coaches that are feeling the squeeze as the season begins. One actually just got a little tighter. So we're going to look at that. Also, Tom Brady is back. Played the final preseason game. The questions are flying because he looks thinner. Something's wrong with his face, people are saying. Uh, it's called getting older, man. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what's wrong with him? He's 45. 45 is what's right. What do you mean it's wrong with him? So I, I think it's just funny how everybody knows, oh, Tom Brady, oh my gosh, because he's almost 50. He's closer to 50 than he is to 40. He even said it. And why this is just a waste of time. We kind of hit on this in a previous podcast, but everybody concerned about Tom Brady there's three things that are going to happen the first month of the year. I guarantee it. We're going to look at those as well. I shouldn't say guarantee it, but like clockwork, it happens. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network, Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports, both of those platforms. You can check us out. Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Also, Harp on Sports, the YouTube page, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and HarpOnSports.com. Okay, let's start off with this. And it is what I consider to be the college football forecast. And I'm not going to go through and go win-win-loss-loss. I don't do that. You know, I make fun of people that do that. But I think you can give an overall arc, like Vegas does, overall thought about how many wins, how many losses. And, you know, looking at each conference, I think that the conference with the least debate is the SEC. There's nobody, nobody touching Georgia in the SEC East. And yeah, A&M, and everybody's really, really hung up on Arkansas. That's fine. I think Arkansas can go 9-3, and 8-4-ish, and four-ish, but they're not beating Alabama. So what are we wasting our time here for? So I'm not going to get into a big debate about this because I don't think there is much of one. I think Georgia goes undefeated. And actually, I'm going to go Georgia 11-1. Somebody else, Georgia will trip somewhere along the way. Georgia goes 11-1, Alabama goes 12-0, and, and there you go. Now your debate is in a reverse a little bit of a reversal of last year where 11 and one Alabama comes into the sec championship and 12 and 0 Georgia and Alabama beats them. And it creates a college football play over two sec teams, 11 and one Georgia, 12 and 0 in Alabama. And here we go. Here we go. Just because it's so difficult for teams to go undefeated in back-to-back seasons in the regular season. It just hardly ever happens. Could happen with Georgia. Could Georgia 11 and one Alabama, 12 and 0. And I have Alabama beating them. I have Alabama undefeated college football playoff. Who's going to be joining them? Well, it's like this. Ohio State's loaded. And, you know, Michigan lost a ton of guys. The other division in the Big Ten doesn't do much. What, Northwestern, Minnesota, Wisconsin? What's it going to be? Who's it going to be? So, Iowa, come on. None of those teams are beating Ohio State. Now, do they have a couple curveballs in there? Yes, they. Oh, you know, they got to go. They got to play Michigan State. 
Of course, Michigan at the end of the year is tough, but they're going to get them in Columbus, Penn State. I just don't see anybody beating Ohio State. So I've got Alabama 1, Ohio State 2. I think they both go unbeaten. I do. The third team in this equation is Clemson. Yeah, they had a down year last year. They're a little bit banged up. Not now. Was it DJ Ulagegi? I mean, Ugalele, excuse me. Shame on me, right? DJ Ugalele, here we go. Everybody thought he had a chance to be a Heisman contender last year. They had a bad year. Bad year where they go 8-4, and 9-3. and three. So I think they're going to be loaded, and everybody's forgotten about them, and that conference is still booty. I've got Clemson. I think Clemson will lose once, but I think they're like an 11-1, 12-1 team in the college football playoff, and they're going to be hitting their stride as the year progresses. And the fourth team I have in the college football playoff is Baylor. A little bit of a curveball on this one. I think Utah will be right there as well, but a little bit better competition in the Big 12. A little more to navigate in the Big 12, at least for now. And I think Baylor, Dave Aranda, I, I think they do. I think Baylor gets over the hump. This is a Baylor team that won. That conference a year ago with two losses. I think this year they win it with one. And Baylor punches their ticket to the national championship, or at least the college football playoff. So one Alabama, four Baylor, two Ohio State, three Clemson. When it's all said and done, I think you have Alabama and Ohio State, and Alabama beats them. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. I think Alabama wins a national championship. Adios. So there you go. I made quick work of that, didn't I? And why look? I mean, you've got the returning Heisman Trophy winner. You've got three five-star guys as weapons. And, you know, they lose guys. Of course they lose guys, but they lose guys all the time. He's returning more starters for the first, what is it? I, I think I went through and looked at this only once before is he brought back more talent, returning more starters, more skilled position player. He's bringing back more guys. You know, he had two receivers get hurt last year. Or at least one got drafted, one got hurt. He's bringing back more talent on that defense. It's just it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. So I'm going to Alabama. Looking at the state of Florida. You know, I'm kind of cheating on this because Florida State's already played a game. Congratulations on the mighty takedown of the Duquesne Dukes. Good gracious. I didn't even know they had a football team. I know I remember they played Notre Dame in basketball when I was in junior high because I almost went to the game. But pff, playing a school like that for Florida State should be ashamed of themselves. They should. Should be embarrassed. What do they have next weekend? They got LSU next weekend at LSU. Okay, maybe it'll gear them up for that. They go in there and win that. Then they'll get some people's attention. They go in there and win that. I think they're looking at an eight-win season if they go in there and win something like that. Maybe even nine games. It's because the ACC is such a question mark. But when it's all said and done, I got Florida State going eight and four. And I look at that schedule. You know, they get Miami at home. They have to go to LSU. Um they play Clemson. I, I think that Mike Norvell's making strides. I do. Didn't get to a bowl game last year. He, he's going to get to one this year. He got, he's got a decent amount of talent on that team. They're not quite there yet, but, you know, they could end up when it's all said and done in Jacksonville. That's the type of season there, you know, in, in the Gator Bowl. That's the type of year they're going to have. So, I like Clemson. Or Clemson. I like Florida State to go 8-4. and four. Looking at Miami, this is another one because... Miami's schedule isn't exactly the most daunting. Now they got to go to AM and to Clemson. But, you know, if you're going to play games like that, especially like conference games, you know, I know you'd much rather have Clemson at home. I get it. And the fact that Mario Crystal Ball is coming back, he's done a nice job recruiting, has quite a bit of talent there. And does he have a ways to go? Yes. Miami has a ways to go. 
But for the first time that I feel, you know, Mark Rick, that year they had a good year, but I think they feel good about the reflection that they see in the mirror. So I've got Miami going eight and four as well. Florida State, eight and four. Miami, eight and four. And the reason, you know, I look at it like, you know, Florida State going to LSU is probably a loss. Miami going to Texas A&M, it's a loss. And Miami has to go to Clemson. At least, you know, when they take, well, they got to go to Florida State. too. They just have a tough road. Miami, a little bit tougher. But I, I think both Florida State and Miami go eight and four. When it comes to the Florida Gators, I've got Florida going six and six, seven and five, right around in there. You know, that game at Florida State at the end of the year is going to determine whether or not they win seven games. And to me, you know, the most important game for them is Kentucky because they're not beating Utah. Florida's not beating Utah. If you all wait and see, no, you can mark this down. Florida will not beat Utah. Not going to do it. Team scored 40 points against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. And until injuries started to bite them, including injuries, the quarterback position in the fourth quarter, they scored 50 points in that game. That's the Ohio State team that everybody's picking to be in the national championship game. And Utah had them down in the fourth quarter in the Rose Bowl. And Utah's bringing back, what, nine of 11 starters on that offense? They can't handle the swamp, the heat. It's hotter in Utah during the day than it is in Florida at night. The humidity is what's going to get you. Yeah, it's hot. It's not more humid during the day, at night than it is during the day. It's going to be hot for them. Of course it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot for everybody. But somehow they can't handle the heat. Utah, they can't handle the heat. Not ready for this heat. I get if it were at noon. You bet you could sell me on that. But you can't sell that to me at night. You just can't. And let's face it, if it's been like the weather the last you know, week or so here in Florida, you, get, you can get one of those nights where it's like 85. Four during the day, and all of a sudden it's like 77 at night. What are they going to not going to be able to handle that either? They're playing the Rose Bowl where like game time temperature kickoff was like 84 degrees. <laughs> They're going to be able to handle this? Come on. I love how people practice in 90 degree heat during the day. They're going to play a night game on the road because they can't handle the heat. So uh, to, for me, Kentucky's everything. They, they beat Kentucky, they're 1-1, one one. They'll, they'll be 2-1 because they'll drill South Florida. And then the Tennessee game can get you, you know, it's on the road. Then you're talking all of a sudden having an eight-win season. You can start to talk yourself into that with that Kentucky game. This team starts off 0-2, now you're going to be chasing your tail all year. So I got Florida going, you know, and I'll be nice. I'll have them going 7-5. Seven 7-5. And five. Seven and five. I think that's the ceiling. We're talking 9-10 win seasons. You go ahead and believe it if you want, but I'm not. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I know rubbing two pennies together or two nickels together isn't going to make me a dime, but go ahead, rub them together. See what you get. Rub those ships together. See what happens. Look at the other conferences. Again, I told you I like Baylor to win the uh, Big 12. I like Baylor over Oklahoma in the Big 12. Oklahoma State will be right there. Uh, They were last year. I don't think Texas is quite there yet, but they're close. And, you know, I thought long and hard about this when it comes to awards and, you know, nobody is repeated as Heisman Trophy winner in 40 years, longer than that, almost 50 now, what, 45 years. Um, the last time the favorite won it was when? Marcus Mariota was the last favorite to win it, like eight, nine years ago now. So I look at guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, history tells us that they don't win it. It just does. One of the weapons on Ohio State, one of the weapons on Alabama. I'm going with Clemson's quarterback, DJ Ugalele. 
So I'm picking to win the Heisman. Why? Because I think Clemson's going to be really good this year. It's amazing how this team was in the college football playoff two years ago, neck and neck, neck and neck. The only game they lost that year before losing to Ohio State was who? To Notre Dame without their starting quarterback. Now, and DJ Ugalele, what do he do? He put together a mat when he threw for 500 yards in South Bend that night. And all they've heard is how they're done. All they've heard is how they take a gigantic step back. Watch. Watch what happens with Clemson this year. Plus, he's going to rack up some monster numbers in that conference. He is. Where Ohio State, you know, look, they're going to put on some displays too, but they're going to have their work cut out for them. Even with like Notre Dame out of the gate and games at Michigan State and games against Penn State, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Who's going to really challenge Clemson? Who? Not this year. It's going to be like what they did four or five years ago in that conference. Just go dance right through it and dance right through it. So there's my Heisman winner. I want to look at a couple other things too. To me, I want to tell you the five coaches that I think that are feeling the squeeze. People like to use the hot squeeze, hot seat. You can get up and walk around if the seat's hot. If somebody's got you in their grasp and they're squeezing, you can't do much about it. So I was thinking about the squeeze. What coaches feel the uh, are feeling it. And I think it's, I don't want to say elementary, but I think it's not as obvious as people think who's feeling the most pressure because certain guys have to do certain things to keep their jobs. Some people say Scott Frost is feeling it. No, because Scott Frost can go eight and four in Nebraska. They're going to keep him. He can't go eight and four in Nebraska. They're going to keep him. If he has a losing record or goes six and six, are they going to keep him? Probably not. They lost to Northwestern. Yeah, they did. Should have beat them. Another close loss. Yeah. But I, I, I got him fifth on my list. Scott Frost. Feeling the squeeze. I just think that the expectations aren't there for like a nine or ten win season for him. They can get to eight wins. People are like, okay, eight and four. All right. Go to the uh, what bowl game with that feed him. Outback Bowl. Probably keep his job. Not the Outback Bowl anymore, right? Tampa Bowl. I, I can't remember what the guys are going to have to learn these all over again, aren't I? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So from that to I have Jimbo Fisher fourth. Now, Jimbo Fisher, it, it, his buyout's gigantic and it's ridiculous. But he's entering, what, year four? Jimbo's in year four in Aggieland? Last year they went eight and four, and he beat Nick Saban. The year before they won double digit games, won a major bowl game. They're going to expect to get back there. And the reason I put Jimbo Fisher at four is because there's another guy that's coming up here. Uh, they're starting to feel the, the the crunch now a little bit, right? Because Texas wasn't what they were. Baylor's starting to make a move in that state, and you know you kind of look around at A and M be thinking maybe that window closed maybe, maybe Jimbo Fisher's best chance who knows what Sarkeesian he look he got Archie Manning Arch Manning to come so maybe maybe Jimbo missed his window to really make a stamp in that state ton of talent so who knows yet but I got Jimbo at four I got James Franklin at three at Penn State again the coaches with the most squeeze on him this year heading into the season um he went from nine wins to 11 wins to four wins to seven wins He's in his ninth season, by the way. James Franklin's been at Penn State a decade. That's almost hard to believe. Or close to a decade. He's entering his ninth season at Penn State. 
11 wins, 4 wins, 7 wins. So he combined as many wins the last two seasons, now one was shortened, than he did the year before. If James Franklin goes out and goes 7-5 and five again, I know they just gave him big bucks. But here's the thing. With the Big Ten's new $1.3 billion TV deal, $20 million buyouts or high fives. Maybe he walks. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe they let, let him go somewhere else. But it's a season where not a lot expected out of Penn State. Another losing record or another bad season for James Franklin? I Look, do I think they keep him? Yeah. But he's feeling the squeeze. He needs to get something done. Number two on the list, I have Chip Kelly, UCLA. Look, he won eight games last year. He did a nice job last year. He won eight games. Getting ready to enter the Big Ten. Okay, is he the guy you want? And he's made progress. He's in, what, his fourth year there? He's making each day getting stronger, better. But in a year where the Pac-12 seems it's Utah and then kind of Oregon and everybody else, is this year Chip Kelly gets to the Rose Bowl? And again, with the big money starting to come in, this team goes six and six. Is Chip Kelly going to survive that in year four, year five? I've got Chip Kelly, number two. And number one, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Arch Manning is committed there. Some people may say, well, he committed for Sarkeesian. Maybe. Maybe that's why he committed. Could be. But I can tell you this. Coming off a 5-7 and seven campaign, getting ready to join the SEC, Arch Manning waiting in the wings. He goes, five, look, they're talking about firing him last year at some point. Now, he won his last game, right? He got to five wins. He could have been 4-8. and eight. He has another losing season this year. Does he survive at Texas? See, that's where he is. And Texas is such a bigger pressure cooker than everything else. Look at the last three coaches. Look at the last three coaches. Charlie Strong, done. Tommy Herman, done. Sarkeesian in the second year. What you got for me? Now, look, I think I think Texas is an eight-win football team with the talent that they have. But Scott Frost wins eight games. He keeps his job. Jimbo Fisher wins eight games. Does he keep his job? Uh, maybe because of the buyout's so large. James Franklin wins eight games. He keeps his job? Probably. But boy, oh boy, the pressure's mounting. Chip Kelly wins eight games? Yeah. Sarkeesian wins eight games? Yeah. But I could see Jimbo going six and six and keeping it. I could see James Franklin going six and six. Sarkeesian has a 500 record? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. One to wrap with this. Tom Brady, people worried about his appearance, his gauntness, his face. He says he's 45 years old, going through a lot of stuff right now. What's wrong with Tom Brady? He looks wrong. Something looks off about him. Bet against him. Go ahead. He got some injuries up front. I get it. But anybody want to bet against that man's drive and determination? Remember, this guy, three times, he won Super Bowls. And he was 500 after the first month of the year. Three times when this guy's won a Super Bowl, they were 500 for crying out loud. Two years ago, they were 500 entering November. They were 500 in November, the year they won the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs. They won all three games on the road that year. So with Tom Brady and how I watch Tom Brady, uh, excuse me, I, look, I'm pause. He looks weird. Something's off. And he goes, like, I'm 45 years old now. Yeah. Guys, he's, he's closer to 50 than he is to 40. Matt Ryan has got the second most passing yards in football, in the NFL. Active quarterbacks. And he's a decade younger than Brady. Is he nine years, nine, eight, nine, nine years younger than Brady? Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has the second most active passing yards in the NFL. And he's almost a full decade younger than Brady. He's in his late mid-30s. 
It's remarkable what he's done. What's wrong with Brady? He's 45. He looks different. Yeah. Does he slim down? Looks like he's lost a little weight. Yeah. <laughs> we wonder what's wrong with him. He's 45 years old. Doesn't move as much as he used to. Doesn't move quite as quickly. And look, again, when do you start to worry about Tom Brady? To me, if they start off 0-4, fine, panic. If they're 2-2, two two, not going to panic. If, the, if they ever, 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 when do you worry about Brady? If they're ever three games below 500. If they're 0-3, you can worry. If they're 1-4, you can worry. 2-5, see where I'm going? Then you can worry. Panic? I don't know if you panic, but you worry. What the Chiefs start last year? 1-4? 1-3? They're able to navigate this thing. A little bit different, but come on. You can worry about him. You can point at him, say something's off about him. Everybody thinks he says, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. 100%. Let's go. He's acting like he's withering away. He's got some sort of disease. He's got like, oh my God. He's got like Legionnaire's disease or something. He, Guys, look. Got some, I'd be more concerned about all the injuries up front. And when do these guys start to come back? But here we are. Getting ready to enter September. First week of October. Tell me how Tom Brady looks. Guy's coming off a, a year in which he threw, what, 43 touchdown passes and 12 interceptions and threw for over 5,000 yards. So even if he has 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, and 12 picks, it's still a great year for him. Bet against him. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Our FOD Sports, the bar. Looking back again, big things. I think Florida goes 7-5. and five. I got Florida State Miami both at 8-4. and four. Uh, Also college football playoff. I have Alabama playing Baylor, Ohio State playing Clemson. Alabama playing Ohio State and Alabama winning, hence the shirt. My Heisman Trophy winner is DJ Ugalele from Clemson. Nobody wins this thing back-to-back. Preseason favorite never wins. CJ Stroud. Bye. Bryce Young. Bye. And Tom Brady going to be just fine. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon on Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. You can check us out via that route. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, be the auditory route. Harpon Sports YouTube channel, Harpon Sports Facebook page, and of course, HarponSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.